1: Hello, and welcome to Behind the Headlines, a brand new podcast from The Independent. I'm Ben Kelly, and each episode we'll be speaking to our correspondents and other experts to better understand what is happening around us across the worlds of politics, culture, sport, and more. Today I'm joined by our Washington Bureau Chief, John T. Bennett. Welcome, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, John, we're now just less than 100 days away. From the U.S. presidential election in which Donald Trump will be challenged by the Democratic candidate Joe Biden. A former VP himself, Biden is expected to announce in the coming days who his own running mate will be in that race to the White House. Uh, crucially, Biden has indicated he will choose a woman as his running mate. Uh, we've seen female VP candidates before. The Democrats had one in 1984. The Republicans, of course, had Sarah Palin in 2008. Um, So if I start, John, by asking you, when you consider how gender equality has become such a prominent issue in recent years, um, it's almost more important than ever that Biden had to make this choice to diversify the ticket.
2: Well, it certainly seemed that way maybe a month ago. I um, almost fell off my chair, however, this morning. Uh, A new poll that was released this morning by Politico and Morning Consult tells a very different story. Only 28% of those surveyed uh, said it's important that uh, the former vice president choose a person of color as his running mate. And only slightly more, 32%, said uh, that the running mate needs to be a woman. So while you have these really strong opinions um, and, and under the Democrats' big tent, if you will, um, you know, once you get into the poll, you see Democrats feel feel very different about that. But but just nationwide, this is not a as as big of a deal, maybe, as it is in democratic and media circles. Uh, this is not the first poll to show this. These numbers are, are a little lower than previous polls. And and I like I said, I was very surprised. This poll shows, and this is the latest data we have, is the reason I highlight it so much. Um Majorities or near-majorities of the of the folks polled here prefer executive experience or legislative experience. They want someone who can help Joe Biden get things done, rebuild kind of the federal policy-making apparatus, work with Congress, which, as we know, um, George W. Bush had trouble with, especially after the Iraq invasion. Uh, Barack Obama had a terrible time with uh, with the Republican-controlled Congress, especially the Senate. I was a congressional reporter in, in that part of my life, and uh, I can tell you the 44th president had very, very little success with Congress and and never really tried that hard with Congress, and that's because Mitch McConnell, of course, said he wasn't going to work with Barack Obama. So what you see in this and other polls is Americans want to get things done, but they, you know, there is this push on the left. Um, this is not a problem for Joe Biden because, you know, he's got he's got some very qualified uh, women candidates and women of color candidates that he's uh, he's considering that check all those boxes that voters won't experience wise. So he is in this is breaking. This is something else that's breaking for Joe Biden. Um, he gets to uh he, he gets to make his base happy and, and really that progressive wing of his own voting base. And he gets to pick someone with with the right kinds of experience that I think more moderate voters are looking for. And this will be about suburban moderates as much as anyone.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. You're right. You can't really go wrong with this kind of choice. And and, and you kind of touched on this, but um, further to the pressure that's come Onto to Biden about choosing a woman. Um, you then also have the context of Black Lives Matter, um, the recent racial debates, um, and obviously a lot of people within the Democratic Party are um, very, very keen that he does choose a woman of color. Um, do you think that's something that he's likely to respond to as well?
2: Sure. He's responding to that. He's already responded to that. You know, you know, he's He's all but said this will be a person of color. I think polls like the one I was talking about um, I think uh, only 25% of those surveyed in, in this new poll um, said they they would like they want Mr. Biden to pick someone more progressive or more liberal than he is. That's not the first poll. It, that, that's, that number just gets lower and lower. So I think someone like Elizabeth Warren, um, you know we may be talking about Treasury secretary Warren uh, this time next year. I think there are other places for, for the for the more progressive folks. Um, but B- I think Biden is smart enough to know and, and, and read this moment. Uh, protests are still going on months after George Floyd's death and, and, and some other deaths of, of, of black people in, in custody or interacting with, shall we say, white police officers. So, um, you know, I think it's a pretty safe bet that, that this will be a person of color and will be a woman of color.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about some names. Uh, The first one, really, she's on everyone's lips at the moment, is Kamala Harris. She is very much the favourite. People will remember that she ran for president herself. Um, She obviously dropped out of the race some months back. Um, She did a clash with Biden in a few of those debates. And she's she's very well presented, but also very, very intelligent, very experienced. Um, Remind us some more about who she is and why she might be a good choice.
2: Well, I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big American football fan, and uh, every year we have uh, the, the National Football League has its college draft where pro, the professional teams pick college players to join their teams. Uh, quarterbacks usually either go number one or, or you know, really high in the draft. It's a quarterback league. Kamala Harris is that quintessential, pardon the football analogy here, but she is that quintessential pro-style quarterback. She can make every throw that Joe Biden needs her to make on, on the political field, if you will. Um, some of the other folks, uh, you know, they don't have the same kind of experience. You know, she's been a senator for a while. She was a state attorney general in California. Oh, by the way, California is is one of the most diverse states. It's it's, I, it, I it maybe the, still the most populous. I, I can't remember, but... Um, there are a lot of complex legal things that go on in a state like California. The regions are very different. Northern California is very different than Southern California. Uh, you've got the middle part of the state. Uh, you kind of got the wine country area. You've got you've got the area more to the east in California. It's just there's a lot going on. There's water disputes with other states. Uh, there's you know there's been racial tension out there with police and 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 other things and. Uh, She just, when you're, when you're attorney general in a state like that, you just pick up so much experience with so many different issues. Um, She's been at the forefront of some legislative pushes uh, and, and, you know, she's really been, she's really been so involved for so many years that, um, you know, she's, she's just got, she, she checks more boxes than some of the other candidates. uh, But the one there is one thing that could uh, could trip her up here. She decided to go after Joe Biden. He was the the front runner for a while, um, especially last year and early this year before the coronavirus and, and, and Biden pulled ahead. She decided to go after him in some of the debates and in some of her public comments. Um, you know, reports are they've kind of mended the fence, but Joe Biden was a very hands-on vice president. I saw it up front as a white house correspondent um you know he was very close to barack obama he was the last one in the room before obama made most decisions can he does he feel like he can trust kamala harris after she went after him um i think that is really playing on his mind if it wasn't i think we would have seen him announce a pick this week like he said last week he was going to do now he's kicked it one more week so i think he's i think he's weighing that very question can he trust her
1: And obviously, politicians are very good at sort of swallowing these things and stomaching it to get on with the job. Is it perhaps a case that they're more worried about how to fend off attacks from the Republicans who might say, you know, you two were were at each other's throats not that long ago?
2: Very well could be. This is the Biden campaign is a very professional outfit. You know, they picked up staffers, senior staffers, from the other democratic campaigns as, as candidates dropped out and it, it has just gotten more and more professional uh and you can feel it interacting and, and just watching what they're doing and, and what they're doing with the candidate and, and you know his speeches have gotten crisper and better uh, social media has gotten more prolific and and more really sharper attacking the president so absolutely they are probably She's on the short list, so that is part of what they're doing behind the scenes if he does select her to your point you know how do we how do we fend off those Republican criticisms? you know all the thirty second ads and all the key swing states of of Harris's in her own voice attacking what would be her running mate um, they better be ready
1: so if not her, let's look further down the list. I'm looking at uh, a few in particular here, and I'll ask you what you think of them. Um, I'm looking at, in particular, Stacey Abrams, Tammy Duckworth, Val Demings, and Susan Rice. Let's start with Stacey Abrams. She's got an awful lot of international media for someone who is quite a small player um, in regional politics. Is that correct? Why would she be in the mix?
2: Miss Abrams was the Democratic candidate for governor in Georgia, and really gave the Republican down there, uh, Brian Kemp, who's a Trump ally, gave him a real run for his money. And you know, she had been, like a lot of politicians, she was um, a state legislature. In fact, she was the House, the state House minority leader, and um, kind of came out of nowhere. Folks didn't expect her to be that competitive in Georgia, um, but she waged a really tough campaign and. And became kind of a national figure in just a matter of weeks, and uh, she's she's been kind of a, a, a social advocate. She's been an activist. She really speaks to that Black Lives Matter part of the Democratic coalition. And you know, if if Joe Biden thinks that that he's pretty solid here with white college-educated suburban voters in the right places, those right six seven nine swing states um and he thinks what puts him over the top or, or maybe even gives him a mandate to govern should he win is is driving out the black vote then you could see him pick someone like stacy abrams
1: and if we look at tammy duckworth like again we've seen quite a lot of her internationally because she's just a really remarkable figure um tell us more about her yeah uh
2: senator duckworth uh you know, lost both legs in a combat uh, uh, accident in Iraq. She was a, an army helicopter pilot, army officer. And, you know, now she is a United States senator. She has been a big defender of the, the former vice president. She's been a big critic of Donald Trump. She checks boxes uh, that, these, that a lot of the other candidates don't, of course, with her combat experience. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, did not go to the Vietnam War or did not join the and join the military. He had the the deferments um, uh, because of at least what a doctor was willing to call were bone spurs. So you know that's an immediate contrast with uh, both he and Vice President Mike Pence that Senator Duckworth would be able to hit time and again. Maybe we'll have some rallies some small events but you know even in a debate with mike pence she can draw that distinction with him and and again it, this is going to be about moderate republican voters who are just sick and tired of all the trump antics and and those few remaining moderates especially in suburban areas in those swing states i can't say that enough this will be an election about nine states so somebody with combat experience and and such serious combat injuries, um, you know, could could really help, uh, could really help uh, Joe Biden again in those nine states. Because that's what's going to matter here.
1: Yeah, and in that respect, she really kind of champions some of the values that the Republicans hold very dear. So she's almost treading on their territory with that sort of you know pro military patriotic uh, vibe that she that she puts out.
2: Right, and she's from a state Illinois if you've ever been to the Chicago area and you've also been to Southern Illinois, you will know that she knows how to talk to folks in red cities and counties uh, those are you know Illinois like a lot of u s states depending on where you are in the state it, they're they're very different places it's 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 almost um, it, it can be very confusing to think you're in the same state when one minute you're talking to a conservative county and you're surrounded by cornfields and four hours later you're surrounded by more liberal folks in downtown chicago so she knows she knows how to cross over for sure
0: ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue nile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments
1: A name we probably haven't heard much of here um, is Val Demings, but she comes from one of those swing states that you were talking about, which is Florida.
0: Mm,
2: Yes, Florida. Florida is the most important state on the electoral map. Uh, And I've talked to some Republican strategists in, in, in recent days and weeks who explain it this way. 29 electoral votes... And as one Republican uh, strategist put it to me, if a candidate hits the right message in Florida, then it kind of unlocks not so much the Deep South, but it unlocks states like Georgia, North Carolina, and 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 perhaps Texas, but more so Georgia and North Carolina. And as, as one strategist who talks to the Trump team regularly put it, if If Florida falls off the board for Donald Trump, if it goes to Joe Biden, then that's game over because he's probably also going to lose Georgia or North Carolina. And at that point, the math just isn't going to work for him, especially now that he's down so far in Wisconsin. And it looks like he's so far down in Michigan Um, and picking someone like Val Demings. And again, she checks unique boxes. She was the Orlando police chief. So now... You've got a woman of color who can talk to both the Black Lives Matter part of the party, and uh, those moderates who, or even even some some establishment Democrats, who say the the defund the police slogan, it was just poorly executed, uh, and if you take it literally, it literally means take all the money from the police, and there are a lot of Democrats who disagree with that, and and moderates and and those those trump skeptical republicans certainly don't agree with that so somebody like val demings who has had to deal with these issues in 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 her then day job as police chief and she's a black woman and she's from florida boy you can see how that would be very attractive to any democratic candidate yeah it's
1: fascinating and 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 the other name i had finally was um someone we have heard before of is susan rice who of course more associated with the obama administration
2: Yes, this is my long shot candidate. Uh, if you're going to, uh, if, you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're into betting and that kind of thing, um, you know, you could hedge your bet a little bit with Susan Rice. She was yeah, Obama's last national security advisor. She was uh, one of Obama's uh, U.S. ambassadors to the United Nations. Um, you know, I, I've talked to Susan Rice. I've been in roundtables that she did with reporters. I've been on calls with Susan Rice. I've watched her. Um, over the years, testify, and I can tell you, um, she she is she's very smart. She's very savvy. She knows Washington inside and out. And very importantly, uh, in the final years of the Obama White House, she and the Vice President had they were neighbors in the West Wing. Their their offices in the West Wing were I think they were they they their suites were across the hall from each other. And they got to know each other really well the washington post had a really smart story over the weekend about this they became really chummy he went to her for advice um you know he would get his daily intelligence briefing and sometimes he would go talk to her immediately or as soon as he could and he really came to trust her they didn't always agree but as the president now as president trump reminds us and president obama did and and every president i've ever heard you don't always agree with your, all of your advisors all the time, um, but he respects and he trusts Susan Rice. And, and I just want to underscore the reason she's my long shot is, again, Biden was such a teammate to Barack Obama. He is looking for that. He, he, he wants to pick a woman of color for all the reasons that we've discussed, but he also wants to pick someone who can be the last person in the room on every major decision, and he trusts that he's getting their honest, unvarnished opinion and advice, Um, he may wonder if someone like Senator Harris is thinking about her own presidential chances. He likely would not have that problem with, with Susan Rice, who, you know, she's been a career policy person inside and outside the government. She's never run for elected office and you know, she she doesn't have that national appeal. That's a con, but a pro would be the trust factor and the respect factor. And if he feels confident about the polling data, he may surprise everyone and pick someone who can be kind of a co president and, and that that chief advisor that he was to Barack Obama. Yeah, and it's interesting you mention
1: about Kamala's own ambitions because she's still a young woman. We assume that she'll want to have another go at that top mm-hmm. job. Oh uh, yes. Sometimes when the VP is being chosen, you know, the parties may be thinking about who they can set up for the next election. You know, someone who's still going to be around and you know for twenty twenty four. But you're sort of implying that's probably not on Biden's radar.
2: I don't think so. Uh, you know, the number one, the number one issue for for Democrats in in all these polls for months and months, has been to defeat Donald Trump, and that that's what Joe Biden has talked about uh, in his campaign. Really, since it began, of course, he's talking more and more about the policies he would pursue if he, if he is elected, but. That's been his chief that's been his number one message from the start is to defeat Donald Trump. and, and it took a while. It, it took a while, but Democratic voters came around to that and, and they're echoing him. They're telling pollsters that we just have to beat the incumbent. We have to get him out of there. Um, and Joe Biden has talked about the Democratic field. I think it would look uh, it would look it, if he, let's say he does not seek a second term and he wins in November. I think the field would look um, a lot like it did um, um, this time if he picked someone like a Susan Rice, if he picked someone like a Val Demings or Kamala Harris. We haven't talked about Congresswoman Karen Bass from California or even uh, an Abrams or a Duckworth. I think the party would come around to those folks and, and kind of coalesce. I think there would probably be a primary challenge or two, but... But a vice pre- being vice president does go a long, long way.
1: Mm. Who are who are some of the prominent VPs who've gone on to be president themselves? I'm thinking of uh, Nixon, uh, Bush mm-hmm. Senior.
2: Right, Nixon, uh, Bush Senior. It didn't really work out that well. Al Gore almost mm-hmm. uh, did, did not quite uh, get there. And you know, we could be looking at at, at Joe Biden. But, you know, that is certainly it's not a guarantee. Uh, sometimes voters uh, just want to change. And one thing, though, about being VP this time is uh, is 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 really appealing to the to the black vote. And they're going to have a big say this time. And um, I think I George W. Bush was able to, to capture that that Reagan Revolution or enough of that Reagan revolution to become president. And I think that's the idea here with, with Joe Biden is to capture enough of that Obama coalition, uh, pick off some of the Republican skeptic, the Trump skeptical Republicans. And, and I think they're feeling pretty good that, that at least right now they're looking at a pretty wide victory. But I do see some of the polls narrowing just a bit in the last few weeks. So this thing, as 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 Vice President Biden tweeted this morning, this thing is going to be a long fight, even from now, even the way the polls look and, and President Trump, I've written it, we've all written it. He's really been in free fall. Um, he might be pulling out of that a little bit. And I see some of the polls tightening just a bit. Uh, so th- this thing is not over yet. And, and Vice President Biden knows that.
1: Mm. And so that's why this choice, even though, you know, Biden may feel like he's got the party quite firmly behind him, this choice still really matters. And I've got an image in my head of him sort of sat there at a table looking at all these sort of pictures of these candidates or their their sort of resumes and kind of, you know, you, you painted that excellent picture of sort of weighing up who had what attributes in this state or so on. And when we're kind of used to hearing about, you know, picking a candidate from a state that you need the vote from. but this seems so much more complex, particularly with the, you know, making sure it's a woman, particularly with the, um, the, the African-American element as well. It, you know, how much of a minefield is he going through to kind of pick the perfect
2: one? Yeah, that's a perfect, uh, perfect description. I really do think you're right. I, I think um, Biden is kind of tiptoeing through a minefield. Uh, You know, they're talking to folks within the party. They're talking to kind of the power brokers. They're bouncing this or that off folks. Uh, This is something that's going to be thoroughly vetted. Uh, You know, there will be an attempt. We'll probably hear about an actual short list uh, at some point next week. You know, they'll probably leak a short short list. Um, And that's just to make sure within the party especially that everybody's on board with, say, the three names that the campaign—I would suspect they'll—they'll they'll put that short short list out there, and 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 they will hear from anyone in the party quickly, uh, any prominent folks who who disagree. Uh, but yeah, he is tiptoeing. He's trying to get this right. I think he's he's weighing those pressures against his own instincts to pick a partner. And I don't I don't envy him that that's that that seems like a very difficult mental exercise. Um, But when you run for president, you have to be ready to do that.
1: Yeah. And one final thing I wanted to talk about, because obviously we're talking about Biden and the Democrats. Um, Is it still a guarantee that Trump will keep Mike Pence as his running mate, as his VP?
2: Yeah, I I think uh, Mike Pence is going to stay on the ticket unless something drastic were to happen or if, Unless Mike Pence would come out and and say, you know, President Trump really made some errors in the in the early uh, fight, if we want to call it that, against the coronavirus. Uh, Mike Pence can can go talk to parts of the Republican coalition, the evangelicals and and especially those those more conservative Republican, I'm sorry, religious conservatives, that Donald Trump just for various reasons uh it's not easy for him to talk to. And more importantly, Mike Pence can raise money from those folks in ways that that they're not comfortable necessarily um, going to a, a big dollar Donald Trump fundraiser, but they would love to go to a Mike Pence fundraiser. So, and, and, and let's not forget, you know, there have been plenty of questionable things that have gone on in this presidency. Um, now, publicly, Mike Pence may look like he distanced himself, but Mike Pence knows where all the dirty laundry is and dumping Mike Pence could cause Mike Pence, who's a very ambitious guy, despite kind of the um, kind of the vanilla veneer that he puts out there and the nice guy veneer. He's very ambitious. If, if Trump were to dump him off the ticket, um, he's got plenty, plenty of information. That could show up in the New York Times, Washington Post, The Independent, anywhere, CNN, anywhere. He he could do damage to Donald Trump instantly.
1: Yeah. Donald Trump making enemies? Who would think of such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's all we've got time for today. Fascinating insights right there from the heart of Washington, uh, John. So my sincere thank you to John T. Bennett. Thank you. Uh, If you're a new listener to Behind the Headlines, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever else you listen. And if there are stories that you'd like to hear on the show, then please email us behindtheheadlines at independent.com uk you can also support this show and all the original journalism at the independent by signing up as a supporter details of that are in the description of this podcast i'm ben kelly thank you for listening and
2: until next time goodbye